Well, 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 we are back with another episode of the Kenny and Co. Show. I am so happy to have you here. I am so grateful and elated with all the positive feedback. Thank you so much for just cheering me on with this. I have been loving this whole process and it's been really a fun adventure to go on. I don't know still really what I'm doing, but we're doing it. And all the feedback that I've been getting has been so helpful and encouraging. So I thank you so, 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 so much. Um, We're back today with another episode, another solo episode actually, because the other week when I had posted on my stories questions that you guys had and things that you wanted me to chat about, this topic came up quite a bit as well, but I couldn't figure out how to work it into last week's episode. It's also a little long, so I didn't want to give you guys a really long, boring episode. So we're just going to chat about it today. So I don't think this will be as long of an episode, but it is a question that I get often, especially the last couple of years with everything going on, but it's about my wedding and, or, you know, the lack thereof. So I thought today we can kind of dive a little bit into the story of the wedding that never was <laughs> and what we're doing now instead. So if you are a COVID bride, which is such a weird title. I don't think I want to own the COVID bride thing. So I don't consider myself a COVID bride. I feel like, yes, I was affected by COVID during the year that I tried to get married, but I don't think I really consider myself a COVID bride. That just feels weird to call myself, right? It's just odd. Anyway, if you are like me or found yourself in the position that I was put in, which was, you know, canceling all of your dreams and hopes and things that you looked forward to for two years, then keep on listening because it was a wild ride. I'm not sure we're completely out of it yet, but um, I mean the ride that is. But I think now I can at least speak from a clear state of mind because if you asked me to talk about this last year, I think I would have still been triggered highly triggered, highly triggered. But I can speak about it now because we have made alternative plans just recently decided to do this. So those plans are happening in three and a half weeks. So I am planning a wedding in three and a half weeks, which is totally fine. I'm fine. Everything will be fine. We're good. But prior to this, our plan was to get married in Positano, Italy, which would have been beautiful. It would have been the trip of a lifetime. All we wanted to do was to take our favorite people, our friends and family across the globe and share in like four or five days of just epic adventure, drinking and dancing and yachting and doing all the things, just parting it up in Italy in August. And that didn't happen. (laughs) And the backstory to this is we got engaged in July of 2018 and we knew we wanted a two-year engagement The following year after we got engaged, our best friends were getting married the same weekend that we wanted to get married. So we knew that it was going to be two years. We had no issue with that. So from the get-go, we knew we would have a longer engagement, which was fine. (laughs) It was fine until it wasn't fine. And so once we got engaged, we didn't really rush to start planning anything because there really wasn't anything to plan. I reached out to my wedding planner, um, Victoria. Shout out to Victoria. It's Sophisticated Weddings in Italy. Um, specifically on the Amalfi Coast, she was fabulous. And she was like, look, there really isn't much for you to plan right now. We can touch base in, you know, eight months and regroup. 
So that's kind of what we did. We had just finished renovating our house in Hillsdale. We moved in. We kind of settled in, took a breather from the renovation process, got our head screwed on straight a little bit. I had just left SoulCycle. So it was good. We needed a minute to kind of decompress from everything before we jumped into this whole other world of wedding planning. So once the time came that it was, you know, about time to start getting the logistics together and planning and doing all that stuff, I started that probably middle of 2019. You know, I had everybody save the date. I had, um, you know, explained to people what we were looking to do. It was going to be a small group. I think it was the total was around 40 of us that were going to go to Italy. But even still, I had two years to plan this. And if you know me, you know how last minute I do everything. So it didn't matter that I had two years. I still waited to the last minute because that is who I am at my core. And as much as I try to change that, I'm learning to embrace it. But so I waited to the last minute to do most of this planning. And fast forward, it was like December. I think we had sent out the invites in December. I want to say I sent out evites. Um, I wanted it to be the path of least resistance. It would all be online. Nobody had to worry about losing a piece of paper with all the details on it. People could start to book their flights. It was going to be great. We were going to have a welcome reception. Tim and I were going to do our bachelor and bachelorette parties there. It was just going to be amazing. We had a boat day planned. We had a dinner for, you know, as a reception for our wedding. And then we were going to spend the night dancing at the club underneath. We were supposed to get married at Rada. It's called the Rada Restaurant. And then underneath it is this club called Music in the Rocks. If you've ever been to Positano, you've been there. It's the only nightclub in town Um, but they get some pretty big DJs in there and you know any celebrity that you've seen partying in Positano that's where they were partying so it was going to be a lot a lot of fun but I sent out the evites in December gave people about like eight months you know to get their plans situated and whatnot and right as I was about to book our flights over so we had secured like the airbnb we put the deposits down on everything we had everything like locked and loaded right as i was about to book our flights in march shit hitteth the fan and i remember saying to tim (laughs) i remember looking at him and saying oh my god this is incredible this was my first thought by the way not like oh my god this is a deadly virus oh my god are we gonna be okay i said tim oh my god the flights have come down so much We can fly first class for $600 to Italy. (laughs) And he looked at me and goes, we ain't flying first class nowhere. And I couldn't understand what he meant. But he saw this coming. He knew where this was going. He's like, we're not going anywhere. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it is March. This shit will be over by May. And we're not going until August. We'll be fine. I'm going to book these flights. He's like, don't book the flights. Don't book the flights. I'm like... We went back and forth for a few days because the flights kept dropping so rapidly that we could have flown first class around the world six times for like 250 bucks. It was incredible. And I had it not been for Tim, I would have booked those flights. Obviously, that wouldn't have got me anywhere. But I was hell bent on still going. I had no concept that this would be a thing that it would prevent us from our wedding in Italy. And I remember we were talking to friends and none of our friends had any inclination they were all trying to book flights some of them did book flights it just didn't really cross our minds so then fast forward obviously the two weeks to slow the spread is now to 
and a half years. And we all know how that turned out. So we wound up not booking the flights. And then I remember sometime in May having a conversation with my wedding planner saying, I don't think this is going to happen. And she said, and it was funny because Italy was like four to six weeks ahead of us. So she would kind of give me the lowdown on like what was going on in Italy. She was the one that was telling me that they're going to lock everything down. Everyone's in quarantine, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of had like this inside scoop. If you had family that was overseas, you kind of knew this too. So she was kind of my guide through this whole thing saying, yo, it's happening. Like, you're going to be in your house for weeks at a time. And I couldn't believe it, but I was like, no, that's Italy. They would never do that here. And then, you know, lo and behold. So around May, June, we decided to postpone, um, much to my surprise, maybe. Um, But I think what I needed was like the two months it took me from like April to June to marinate and have it like sit in my subconscious that it could not, you know, it might not happen. Because if you asked me to call it off in May, there was absolutely no way that that was happening. So sometimes it takes me like a minute to come around to things. And this this took me quite a few minutes. So we postponed to August of 2021. And then uh, we just went about our life. Uh, We decided that, you know, come the fall, we, you know, did some traveling, we went to a friend's house. If you listen to the episode, I think it was two episodes ago about our home renovation and kind of how we wound up on a horse farm, we went on a trip to go see our friends in Tennessee. And that's when we kind of got the itch to move. So because we had postponed our wedding, we were like, yeah, sure, let's move. Like, let's, let's do something because we couldn't get married. Whatever's happening here, North Jersey, the real estate was on fire. Let's take advantage of this. So then we decided to sell our house, do all the things. And at this point, we had still had it on the schedule for August of 2021. But you know how that winter went. It didn't look like it was really going to come off. Italy was still locked down. Nobody was coming in or out. There was no international travel. So for us, as the months went on, it looked more and more glim. That is it glim or glib? Glim? Glib. You know what I mean. It just looked like shit wasn't going to pop off. So we kind of threw ourselves into our home renovation instead of focusing on our lack of dream wedding. So we outright canceled the wedding, I would say June of 2021. It just didn't look like it was going to happen. And then I thought, okay, well, at the very least, Tim and I will go to Italy. But still, travel was still very restricted. So that wasn't even possible. So we just focused everything on our renovation and moving and changing location and stuff like that, that we completely put the wedding on on the back burner. At this point, people were saying, you know, why don't you just do something in the backyard? Why don't you do this? And for me and Tim, our feeling around that was the energy around everything in like the last two years was just so terrible and shitty and sticky and gross that it didn't even feel exciting to plan a wedding. It didn't feel like something that we really wanted to do. It just didn't, I don't know, for us, it just felt wrong. Like the energy was so off. It didn't feel right. You know, people were still afraid to go places who wouldn't come because it would be a crowd, that kind of thing. And we didn't want to bring any of that energy into our celebrating whatsoever. So we just completely outright canceled it. Um, We still have a credit at the RADA and all the other places that we have our deposits. Um, So I guess we can go back there sometime. 
I'm not sure how much longer they'll honor it. But so once we canceled the wedding, we just we just said like that was that was that we weren't going to do a little ceremony here. We weren't going to have a party here. And again, we were also just very stressed from the renovation that the idea of planning a wedding still didn't even no. There just there was no room for that in our mental headspace. Headspace. So we've been engaged now for four years. So we had a two-year engagement and then a two-year COVID postponement engagement. Postpone engage. Postpone engagement. Can we like come up with a word for that? So it's been four years, and we still weren't even sure what we were gonna do with it this year because. With the renovation being, you know, way longer than we anticipated, way more money than we thought, we were like, there's no way in hell we're going to do this. But it got to the point where if we didn't do it at this point, it most likely we would be 65 before we got married. That just like is what it is. (laughs) We were just at the point where if we don't shit or get off the pot, we'll just be engaged forever, forever fiancés for life. And while that's fun and I totally could have gotten down with that I did want to and we both wanted to like celebrate us and celebrate our relationship we've been together nine years this year I think it's due for a party and a celebration we did have a beautiful beautiful engagement party because we were having a long engagement we did want to celebrate and do something you know in the meantime so we were able to have a beautiful engagement party that my mom threw us and it was just it was awesome it was in her backyard and um It was so much fun and everybody just had the best time. But now four years later, we we did want to do something. We had tried to get married, you know, do the whole courthouse thing back in February. And then something got screwed up with that. So that didn't work. And then we weren't going to do anything this year. And then we were going to wait till next year. And then we wanted to do something at the farm at our new house. And then that wasn't working out because there's just so much work to do on the on the property itself in order to get it ready for like a tent wedding. It was just so chaotic. So what we've decided to do instead is have, similar to what we did for our engagement party, have a backyard party, a backyard wedding at my mom's. She just put in a beautiful pool. So it's amazing. And we're just going to have like a small thing with our friends and family just to celebrate us. And I couldn't be more excited. I feel finally like this is the scenario that excites me whereas before people would present me with all different types of ideas and options for how we should celebrate and obviously everybody was doing it you know out of the goodness of their heart they just wanted to see us celebrate like you know our relationship and ourselves and they wanted to celebrate us which we are so grateful for but nothing that anybody suggested to me sounded exciting at all (laughs) I don't know what it was I think maybe I didn't have the mental space for it I didn't have the excitement. I think COVID really just ripped the rug out from a lot of people for a lot of things, especially those planning big life events. And it just never felt right. And I'm so happy that things just clicked into place. We were able to decide pretty quickly. Okay, so we do want to have a party. We do want to celebrate and, you know, was able to reach out to a couple of vendors and they had everything that we needed. So it wasn't like, you know, there wasn't anything available. So everything kind of just fell into place, which feels really good. It feels exciting. I feel excited about (laughs) my wedding, about our wedding for the first time in four years, (laughs) or maybe I won't be that dramatic, three years. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think what I've learned over this past two and a half years of dealing with this is it's really hard to 
fabricate excitement around something that should be so exciting. And I think for a while there, I felt really bad that I wasn't excited about it. And I thought that something was wrong. And I thought, well, I should be, you know, rushing to do this. I, you know, I want to, I obviously, there's no question that I want to marry Tim, but why was, why, why was I having so much apprehension around the actual party part? And I think once you've done something where you've dreamed up this entire idea of what you want your wedding to be like, and I'm not, and I wasn't one of these people that had these like big extravagant dreams for their wedding. I just always knew I wanted a destination wedding. I knew I wanted my friends and family there. I knew I didn't want anything super elaborate. I just wanted to have a really good time and have a really good party and dance all night. And I knew I wanted to get married in Italy. And that was really the only thing I would say that I have always dug my heels into the ground on. I'm fairly easygoing on, I think, everything else. And this was kind of the one thing that I really, really wanted. So when you have this dream, and I had this dream from when I was 21, when I studied abroad in Florence, that I would get married in Italy. And then you actually get to do it and you get to start planning it and it starts to come to fruition. To have it ripped out from underneath you is jarring. It's like, (laughs) it's like, I feel like when you tell a kid that you're going to go to Disney World and then you get to the airport and say, oh, just kidding, we're not going. It kind of feels like that. It just feels like this built up excitement and visualizing what it could be and then all of a sudden it just not happening obviously obviously I say this with the caveat that there are far worse things that could have happened during this time than my wedding being postponed I realize that completely but that does not negate the feelings that it still brings up for anybody regardless of the severity of it it's just one of those things so when you have that fear of planning something and it being ripped out and not coming to life you get a little like gun shy. You don't necessarily want to plan something else because what if it happens again? And at that point, it most likely was going to happen again. And, you know, planning it once and then rescheduling for the for the following August and then for that not to happen. It was just (laughs) it was just not fun. And so I think my apprehension around that just kind of compounded over time. And we would get questions constantly about when we're going to get married and when we're going to do something and when we're going to do this and when we're going to do that. And then all the while we're also building a house. It was a lot, you know, I was like, wait, I I'm focused on building a house right now. All of our (laughs) resources are mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially are in this home renovation. I can't even fathom planning a wedding. That's not possible. And it definitely started to stress you out to the point where I am very much of the temperament that if you tell me to do something and you keep telling me to do something, I will just, out of spite, do the opposite. And it is a toxic trait of mine, one that I actively work on all the time. But I have no problem chopping my nose off to spite my face. And that was kind of where I was at with this. I was like, if someone asks me one more time when we're getting married, I will stay engaged until I'm in the fucking grave just because I can. So I think what happened was once we came to the end of the road on our renovation and once we were kind of done, not done, but, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with that, I think that's when I was like, OK, I might have the headspace to do this. And if we're going to do it, we're doing it now. And so we literally made the decision <laughs> overnight. Um, we sent texts. I had told friends kind of earlier in the summer I said look if we do anything it'll be on this date so I'd kind of given my friends a heads up on what the date would be I just kept telling them I have no idea what's happening on that date but just like pencil me in so when we did decide to just you know 
pull the trigger and do it, at least that kind of was covered. I was like, all right, at least I know like all our important people have the date kind of booked. And then we just were off to the races. Now, I say all this because I know that there are people out there that have postponed, that are planning a wedding, that have gotten engaged and didn't have to deal with this postponement and whatever. I say this with all the compassion and passion and energy in my heart and soul. Just get fucking married ASAP. Just don't do what I did. Don't wait two years. We could be dead in two years. If the pandemic taught us anything, life is short and beautiful. So if you got engaged, get married next week. Get married tomorrow. Don't deal with all of this bullshit. Don't deal with the what ifs if it doesn't come off, if there's suddenly another pandemic that happens. Just do it. So I hope at the very least COVID and the pandemic and the way that we've been for the last two years, I hope that that has shown us that it's now or fucking never. Just do it. I hope we have gotten rid of the two-year engagement. I am all for like a six-month engagement. I think that is plenty of time. It does not take as long as you think to plan a wedding. And people will tell you otherwise. And like maybe for them, it would take them that long. And again, this is for different people, different strokes for different folks. For me, I had two years to plan a wedding and I still planned it in six months because I am who I am. But if you're listening to this, I imagine you might be like this as well. So it doesn't take that long. If you want to have a two-year engagement, why? A, first of all, why? Uh, Two, um, how come? How come? Because there really isn't a good case for it. Not anymore. Not anymore. So if you take anything from this podcast, (laughs) please let it be. Actually, you know what? Get engaged and get married an hour later. Like get engaged and then throw a party and then get married at the party because I will have you know, prior to our engagement party, Three days before, we seriously, and I mean seriously, 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 considered getting married at our engagement party. It was on the table and it was not a joke. And we said, no, we deserve, these are our famous last words, we deserve to throw ourselves the party that we've been dreaming of in Italy with all of our friends and family. And we should have known then. Like, you know, in the movies when it's like, the foreshadowing happens. It's like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And it's like, Dave didn't see him tomorrow. He was hit by a truck. That's kind of like where this was going. Like we should have known. It's like, no, let's not get married at this awesome party we're throwing for ourselves. Let's wait two years and see and see what happens. So now that I'm planning a wedding in uh, three and a half weeks, four weeks, we'll give us four weeks because I'll, you know, there was an extra four days in there. In four weeks, I can do a whole podcast on this, how to plan parties in a short amount of time because I thrive in this kind of situation. It's not that like I thrive under pressure. I just, I just work period under pressure. If there is no pressure placed on me, I'm basically rendered useless for the most part. I can get so much shit done if there is a due date and a deadline that is hard. Like a, not like a, oh, I said, I'll get it done by tomorrow. If I say I'll get it done by tomorrow, it's not getting done by tomorrow. No shot. If you say it needs to be done by tomorrow and you'll get a million dollars, it will be done today. If you say it needs to be done in a month from now or else you are going to go to jail, it'll be done. But like other than that, it's not it's not really enough for me. You know what I mean? You might know what I mean. So we're planning a wedding in four weeks. I couldn't be happier. I'm so excited. We have... uh 
all the right things in place, all the right people, the vendors, everything is like perfectly falling into place. So if you are like me and avoiding getting married because you are afraid that it will get canceled again, I encourage you to just shorten the window of possibility. So if you want to get married and you don't know where the state of the world's going to be in four months from now, get married in four weeks, four days, you know, just call your friends and whoever can come can come. That's the other thing. I, you know, the amount of pushback I've gotten on doing a wedding in such short notice from even just like my family, not, not negative pushback, but just like apprehension because I get it. Everybody's nervous. You know, this is against, you know, tradition, I guess, to give people six to eight months notice. It's like six to eight months. We could be dead. We could be dead. Six to eight months. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone six to eight months from now. So the thing I have to share with people is I am not expecting people to bend over backwards to come to my last minute wedding. That is not it. I, whoever can come can come. So that's how I feel about it. And I know that's like a big question that comes up. Well, if you don't give people enough time, they can't come. Well, no shit, Cheryl, then they can't. And that's fine. They got to do them. I'm gonna do me. They can do them. So if that ever comes up, just know that that is not the end of the world. Obviously you want your people there and obviously you want people to be able to come if they want to. But after these two years, holy mother Mary, I cannot please everybody. So I leave you with this and saying, you've got to do what's best for you. And if getting married in four weeks is what's best for you, then that works out. Hopefully you have some buy-in from your, your, your people. Hopefully there are people that, you know, get it and you're surrounded by loved ones on that day and for Tim and I we are so lucky in that department all of our friends get it our families get it they're they're also at the end of their rope they're tired of asking us they're tired of wondering when it's going to happen everyone's just tired (laughs) all the way around so we're excited um and now I just need to manifest some good weather and a smooth show because that's what it feels like. I feel it, I feel like we're planning a show, which I'm excited about because I love doing this stuff. I love events. I love live events. I love parties. I love entertaining. I love the whole thing down to picking the music. And I can honestly, if you guys want, I can totally do a podcast dissecting all of this because I, this is my jam. This is my jam. I love love, love this shit. So I hope if you are a bride or you just got engaged that you learned something from this. Uh, Basically, it's just a therapy session for me to explain to you my thoughts and feelings for the last two years. Um, I'm so glad that you are tuning in and that you hold space for me to just let this shit go because if it doesn't come out, we will just bury it. And we all know our therapists say that that is not healthy. So this was a short one for you today. I hope that there was something that you grabbed from this. If you are getting married, if you have gotten married in the last two years, Godspeed, sister. It is not for the faint of heart. Even if you got engaged after the pandemic and you're still dealing with, you know, the crazy costs for things, the inflation, which talk about inflation. I planned nearly a similar party four years ago and you can just see the amount for the same shit that has gone up is unbelievable. It is incredible. So I wish you lots and lots of luck. If you are getting engaged, if you're getting married again, six month engagement, like just don't fuck around. All right. Okay. I'll catch you next week.